going to start off the Leap of Faith episode in one of my favorite places in the world, Japan. But we're not going to stay there for very long. Sensitive listeners and those with small children should know this piece does contain some dark elements. Snap Judgment, Davey Kim has the story. Nahoko Takato is a mean karaoke singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sometimes Mariah Carey, I tried. <laughs> it's really difficult, but I love that. And then I like Rolling Hill, Prince. So after Nahoko graduated from college, she started her own karaoke shop called Banana Boat. But you know, when I started my own business, I announced around, I will quit all my job when I will be at age of 30. And I'm going to start my second life as a volunteer. So she did. In 2000, she flew to Calcutta, India, taking just a small suitcase. She knocked on the front door of an orphanage and started her new life as a volunteer. She spent over a year there, then worked with AIDS patients in Thailand and Cambodia, and then her work took her to Baghdad on May 1st, 2003, the day President Bush made his mission accomplished speech. Major combat operations in Iraq have ended the United States and our allies have prevailed. Nahoko went to Iraq even though her home country, Japan, specifically warned travelers not to go. She wasn't with any official aid organization. Instead, she called herself a freelance aid worker. Nahoko worked with Iraqis to transport food and medication to hospitals flooded with patients from the battlefield. She traveled back and forth from Baghdad and Fallujah, two of the hottest remaining areas of conflict. The people said you should not go to Fallujah. But I went to Fallujah so many times because I had a good relationship and even uh, you can say that I, I had a good uh, friendship with the people in that area. And then they are so supportive, kind, generous. As she went about her work delivering aid and starting a clinic to help Iraqi street children, guerrilla warfare was increasing between U.S. forces and Iraqi insurgents. All this tension came to the forefront at the first Battle of Fallujah, or Operation Vigilant Resolve. So every time, you know, uh, my local partner brought request paper from the doctors. There was a military operation, we need more medication, we need blah, blah, blah. So three of us, two Japanese journalists and me, we got on a taxi and the driver is an Iraqi driver. The plan was to go to Baghdad, prep and package emergency supplies, and drive it back to the hospitals in Fallujah, about an hour away. But you know, on the way to Baghdad, there is a gas station, and there's so many cars are waiting to get the fuel, and we are one of them. So uh, on the left side, the left window, and I found one guy, he had a, a big rocket launcher. He was rushing to us. I was surprised, of course, and my heart is so beating so fast. What's happening? What's happening? And then this guy came to our car and talked to my driver. This guy was asking the driver our nationality. Driver said they are Japanese. I was so scared because the local people 
surrounded our car and they, they look so upset. They are speaking loudly and yelling and yes, yes. It means why. He wanted to say why the Japanese government sent the troops to Iraq. Nahoko knew enough Arabic to understand some of what the angry crowd was saying. Japan had sent almost 600 SDF or self-defense forces to Iraq. Their mission was strictly for humanitarian aid purposes. But to these locals, the foreigners looked like soldiers. One guy gestured like, you know, you know, like a behead. Finger close the neck. So uh, I was scared. I tried to convince them, no, we are not for the government. I said, la, la, la. La, la means a no in Arabic. No, 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 la, 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 la. And then they forced us to get off the car, and then they took us to uh, another car. I remember we were blindfolded and handcuffs. (laughs) And, of course, I couldn't see, but they drove us somewhere. They start to investigate us. Are you spying for Japanese troops? No, 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 la, 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 la. I told them, please ask the Fallujah hospital and you can ask the doctor how we are working together. But Fallujah was currently under siege by U.S. forces and there was no way to reach the doctors that day. They took us to many places. Moving, investigation, moving. Nahoko doesn't remember how many times they were relocated, maybe about eight times in 24 hours. Through the thin walls, she could hear the muffled sounds of children playing, so she figured she was being held hostage in someone's house. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really hate to mention about this experience, but, but somebody came in with a video camera. What 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 what's happening? They forced me to lay down on the floor, and uh, <clears throat> there was uh, two Japanese guys besides me. I felt something on the neck. I felt so scared. They ask us, no koizumi, no koizumi. Koizumi is the name of our prime minister. They asked me to say louder, no Koizumi, no Koizumi. No Koizumi. No Koizumi. I tried to say no Koizumi, but I, I couldn't speak loudly. In this hostage video, Nahoko renounced Japan's prime minister Koizumi her captors declared that the hostages would be burnt alive unless the Japanese government agreed to withdraw its troops within three days. After a while, somebody took me up and they said, okay, it's finished, okay, don't worry, don't worry. Nice again, yeah, but you know, I couldn't understand. I started to regret. I went to Iraq. I started to like I hate Iraqi people. I started to hate my captors. Several days went by, and Nahoko lost track of time. While we uh, held hostage, I could hear the sound of air striking. 
especially the, during the night, sometimes you know, I felt the shaking. I thought we were also targeted. We ended not only fighters, we ended local families. We were so scared. Nahoko and her two captors and their families didn't know if they would survive these U.S. air raids. It was during these darkest moments that Nahoko and her captors found some common ground. For example, I had uh, many conversations, deep talks with the two captors. They are trying to explain how they killed my baby, my baby, my children. They lost their loved one. And then the fighter was insisting we had the right to revenge and then we have to pick up the weapons, we have to fight. So I told them I was understanding how you feeling like that. And then I saw the victims, I saw the families who lost their families. They are so sad and angry and then I know, I really understand. But one time they said, you can't understand because you don't have the uh, same experiences. I said, you are accusing U.S. troops, but you know you are doing the same to me. Can you imagine my parents, my families having the same feeling as yours? Some fighter was so angry. You are not Muslim, uh, you are speaking English, you must be spy. They started again. So then I answered them, you have two eyes, one nose, one mouth, hands. You know, I have also two eyes, nose, mouth, hands. It's same. We are human. We are same. Why I came to Iraq? Because we are human. I don't need any boundary like borders, religion. He said... I can't find another way. There was no options. There was no choice. He was sitting on the floor and he was holding gun, but you know, he put his gun on the floor and he turned on me and he said, how can I be your friend? His eyes was with tears. So I responded. I am your friend, that's why I came to Iraq. So they just kept silence. Next day, the guy who was in tears, he said, we are releasing you. He brought a bottle of honey, really beautiful golden color. So really, you know, special gift in Fallujah. And uh, he handed this bottle of honey to me we were so astonished because how, how can you imagine that your captor gave you a gift? And he said, this is for your mom and sister. Mom and sister, I was, you know, kind of surprised. And um, I tried to shake hands with him. But you know, he's Muslim, so he covered his hands with the scarves, and then we shake hands. You know, it's a totally, totally horrible experience for me. But when I shake hands with him, this is kind of a beautiful moment for me. It is, this is a piece of hope. Finally, after eight days, 
Nahoko was flown home to Japan. The U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell praised her for her bravery. Now, since the Japanese media wasn't in the habit of covering Iraq, she expected to walk out to a terminal greeted by family and close friends. But instead, chaos. I heard the sounds, voices, screaming, yelling, calling my name, and then I just felt it's a big wall. It's not a people, it's a wall. It was, I, I was so terrified. Again. More than 150 reporters, security guards, and protesters were scrambling to catch a glimpse of the hostages whose faces and that hostage video had been in the headlines not only in Japan, but all over the world. Now I was like, you know, trying to hide. I just put my head down. I didn't see any people. It's a really hard, hard experience at the airport. The protesters were angry with Nahoko for ignoring the government's travel advisory. Going alone as an individual was seen as reckless and unforgivable. Not only that, her kidnapping could have jeopardized Japan's political maneuver. So individual person, it's like, you know, that individual person is uh, shameful and uh, breaking the harmony of the groups. In Japanese words, jikosekinin. Jikosekinin means self-responsibility. It's not government responsibility. Nahoko went there, and she got a trouble, and she has to take a responsibility by herself. Yeah, I, I, actually, this is more shocking, more shocking moment for me than my kidnapping in Iraq. Because, you know, I could communicate with the people who carry the weapons. We could have a long talk, but you know, in my country, we speak same language. They don't have any weapons. But it's like a, no communication. When finally given the chance to address the media, all she could do was bow down in shame. And with her family flanking her sides, she said sorry. I keep apologizing. I'm so sorry. I. I believe you felt uncomfortable. After I apologized, I feel like a different person. I couldn't, I, 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 I couldn't be a brave person anymore. I believed that I couldn't smile anymore. Nahoko went home and locked herself in. She couldn't check her email or watch TV without being attacked. I felt for the first time I was dead. Because I was really uncomfortable living in Japan, in my own country. I felt like I left my soul in Iraq. In my home, my family checked all the letters. There's, uh, oh my gosh, more than hundreds. And then they separated threats and then support. So then I just saw two one of them is a postcard, but it was really shocking because I found, uh, not my name, I found my family name on that letter, punish them. So I was really shocked because, you know, okay, I accepted punishment, but, you know, not for my family. I got a panic and I cried. Then my mom came to me and they, 
she slapped me and uh, go back to Jordan or Iraq, wherever, and uh, you need to continue your work. So I was awakened <laughs> and uh, I decided to leave Japan. After four months, Nahoko packed up her belongings, and without telling her family, she moved to Jordan and then Fallujah. Definitely, I wanted to go to cemetery of the victim to make a prayer. My friends took me to the cemetery. It was a soccer yard. It's like a 1,000 or so tombs in that soccer yard. She wandered around a field and randomly knelt down by one of the tombs. I looked at the name of the tombs and I checked the date. It was the exact same date while I was hostage, these victims were killed by this air striking. I kneeled down on the ground and I poured the water. After I poured the water, I made a prayer in my style. And my Iraqi friends, they are also making a prayer in their style. I was feeling my heart is beating so much, like this. Because, you know, that my time was stopped in 2004. I left my soul, my life in Iraq. So my clock started again. Tut, 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 tut. Big thanks to Nahoko Takato for sharing her story with the SNAP. Now, amazingly, in spite of it all, Nahoko continues to do her good work in Iraq and Jordan. She coordinates emergency relief aid for families who've lost their homes due to the ongoing violence. She's a straight hero of mine. I'm going to have a link to what she's up to at snapjudgment.org. The original score for that piece was by Davy Kim. It was produced by Davy Triple Threat Kim. <laughs>